about yourselves. We liked his voice so much, we put it in a podcast. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning. It's your Tuesday. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. Alongside me, as always, we've got Matt Dyson, Emma Jones and Glenn Moore. Good morning, team. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I thought we'd start our Tuesday with a, with a wee lesson, uh, courtesy of friend of the show, Susie Dent. Uh, from Dictionary Corner on Countdown. Um, and eight out of 10 cats do Countdown as well. Uh, and Susie tweets these interesting things every now and again. And, and this one grabbed my imagination because I think this is something we could bring back. And we're all very good at bringing stuff back here on this show. Uh, so this has had like over 3,000 retweets and it's had 20,000 likes and lots of people are getting involved. And she says, well, the popular saying, uh, the dogs you know, doodars. Uh, well, that mm. began as a typography slang for the colon dash because of its appearance. So if you picture a colon and then a dash, you kind of ah. see where the typographers were coming oh, from right. with the doodars, doodars. Um, its meaning then shifted uh, and it a- appeared in other forms of excellence, says Susie Dent, including the cat's whiskers, which we know, the bee's knees, and then she concludes with, and the sadly lost kipper's knickers. And I really want want something good to be the Kipper's Knickers. (laughs) (laughs) Can we start using that? I mean, is it on and off air? Yeah, are we all comfortable with that? Definitely. I'm fully on board, yeah. Also, that's very unlike Susie Dent because usually she tweets words, really obscure words, and then the meaning is always really pointed towards something that's happening in the news, but in a way that, like, you can put your finger on, but but it's always like a really specific Latin word, and then it means something like an idiot who runs a major company. And you're like, what? (laughs) That feels feels very specific, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so coming up next on the show, I've got your chance to win a Dave Berry Breakfast Show mug. And what is that, Matt? I mean, that's quite simply the... It's the Kipper's Knickers, Dave. Yeah. There you go. There you go. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's Tuesday morning where right now, as promised, it is the Kipper's Knickers. It is your chance to win yourself a Dave Berry Breakfast Show mug. It is fully sanitised and all it does is involve you thinking back to yesterday when we took the team back to school. Which of these does an interactive whiteboard or touchscreen device allow? Input only, output only, input and output, neither input nor output. <laughs> That's a weird uh, question. Input only? For a child. <laughs> it must be input and output. Who is this for? What kids are running around of interactive whiteboards? <laughs> it's, Matt, I'm going to give it to you. It's input and output. Yeah. You can enter ah, data into yeah. and display data on a touchscreen device or interactive whiteboard. Class isn't dismissed just yet. There's three more homeschooling questions coming next. Oh, sir. (laughs) You stay behind, Dyson. So there we go. And our quest to find the nation's greatest homeschooling parent continues later on in the morning. But for now, we'll just tell us this. Grange Hill was a staple of kids' TV growing up. But in which year did it first appear on UK television? And what year did we first see Grange Hill in the UK? Let me know the answer to that. You can win yourself a mug. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's Tuesday morning where I'm asking you to display some show knowledge, namely to know the answer to a general knowledge quiz question intrinsically linked to something that happened on yesterday's breakfast show. And hoping to do just that and win the mug is Nick on line one. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Dave. How you doing? I'm very well, mate. Thank you. Not bad at all. And you're good self? 
Yes, great. Thank you very much to Dee for asking. I want to give away a mug, so please tell me you know the answer to the following question. Grange Hill was a staple of kids' TV, but in which year did it first appear in the UK on our television sets? Uh, I think it was the year before I was born, which would be 1978. The answer is 1978. Just for the glory, just for the glory, you've got the mug, but what month? Have a guess at the month. Um, September. It is September. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Now, have have a guess at the exact day. The 6th. Yes! Oh, <laughs> what? what? No, not really. It was the 8th of February, but it was going so nicely. Nick oh. Nick seemed like such a nice guy. I, I couldn't. Uh, you've got the mug for 1978, Nick. We'll speak to you very soon, man. Take Amazing. care. Thank you, Dave. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Thanks for tuning in. So, uh, Grange was originally created by Phil Redmond, who, of course, was also the brains behind Brookside and Hollyoaks. Yeah. It finally stopped broadcasting in 2008. I can't believe it ran for that long. <laughs> and was one of the longest-running shows on British TV. In 1987, Matt, I'm aiming this at you, the yeah. Grange Hill video game was released on the Commodore 64, What's ZX it? Sinclair Spectrum, <laughs> and the Amstrad, which obviously sounds thrilling. Do you remember that? Not at all, no, no. I remember J- Zamo and Just Say No and all that. That was around 87, I think, wasn't it? But I don't remember a video game. Right, OK, well, there was a Grange Hill video game, and, of course, well, I can't stop playing it after Glenn recommended it. The Hollyoaks game on the PlayStation 5 is sick! <laughs> <laughs> the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning, you're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show here on Absolute Radio, where it is time to find out what's going on with Matt Dyson and the social ammunition. Matt? We have a new viral Zoom politician, uh, Jackie Weaver is so last month, and after a cat-faced lawyer, uh, we now have uh, the upside-down congressman. Uh, So quite a few people sent this to me uh, over the past 48 hours. Minnesota Representative Tom Emmer amused fellow US Congress colleagues when he appeared upside down on a Zoom call and couldn't fix it. Here is the hilarity ensuing. I'm sorry, Mr. Emmer? Yes. Are you okay? <laughs> You're upside down, Tom. I, I don't know how to fix that. Is this a metaphor? I don't know, but it's upside down. <laughs> I, I don't know how to fix it. What's that? Yeah, you're going viral, Tom. This is the cat. This is not a cat. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> they, they knew it. They knew it was going viral as it happened. He was just there on a the screen, his big upside down face. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but I love it when people now, they now know when a viral moment is happening and they can. Matt Dice is going to mention you on Absolute Radio, Tom. <laughs> 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 He'll be talking about you later and it'll save your data. Uh, also, um, as, as this lockdown seems to go on, on and on and on, I never thought it, but the, the drummer from Blur has summed up the latest lockdown from me. Uh, Dave Roundtree, who went on to be uh, to be a lawyer, uh, uh, is now uh, he's just tweeted. Uh, when asked by future generations what I did during the great pandemic, I'll have to say I spent much of the time emptying and refilling the dishwasher, and that just seems to be my daily <laughs> drudgery at the moment. Yeah, Every, yeah. That's it all I like do. Sounds like a part life lyric, to be fair. <laughs> it does a bit. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Except yeah. on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, another exciting story, uh, Dave. I've got a Maud Grimes update for everyone. Oh, lovely! Uh, Great <laughs> name for a drill artist. Like, yeah, the drill artist yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, the latest MC from the mean streets of Coronation. Uh, so Nick sent me this on Twitter. Uh, it's, it's a bit of Maud Grimes in action. I can't remember why we were talking about Maud Grimes, to be honest, but she came up and we talked about her at length. Yeah. Uh, and we, can't, we couldn't really remember who she was. And I do recognise her face. And here she is in action. This is a little clip of her um, uh, taking down the royal family uh, while stood around drinking in the Rovers. Have a listen to Maud in, uh, at her finest. Oh, I don't hold no truck with all this cow towing myself, royalty or not. They still have to take syrup of pigs when they get constipated, same as the rest of us. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Maud Grimes up in here! Maud Grimes is a... Oh, she's got a lethal acid tongue, hasn't she? My when goodness. Grimes takes the mic. And Maud will be freestyling about this later. And I've saved your data. Hashtag Kipper's Knickers. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's Tuesday morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where uh, something occurred to me uh, recently. It's only because I've started to get inundated with uh, not only messages into the show and into my email address, davidabsoluteradio.co.uk, but it seems that that's because many of you are starting to notice and you're starting to see little flaws in my plan. So I thought, what if I could go back 20 years in time so if I could, I, I imagine I, I would see uh, the younger me walking down the street and I, I would grab myself by my own arm and I'd pull me into a small alley. I'm picturing the one just off Charlotte Street in, in central London, but the alley doesn't really matter. And I would say, I would say, David, David, you're going to get into show business, at which point I imagine the younger me would say, well, I think that was pretty obvious from a young age. And we'd go, yeah, you're going to be great. Uh, yes, of course, you'll be loved. Um, nationwide, around the globe. And we'd have a little chin wag. Maybe we'd look at each other like we were going to make out. And then we'd go, that was, this is too weird. But then I'd have to say to myself, I'd have to say, pick an age and stick with it. Because people are starting to notice. Even in this totally made up and improvised conversation I'm having with you and the younger <laughs> self. I don't know whether you're supposed to be 6 or 12 or 15 and everyone's getting slightly confused. So just pick one and stick with it. Thanks, David. No, thank you. Farewell. Uh, so this is what would 2021 you tell 2001 you? Uh, I let the team know about this uh, yesterday, uh, my thoughts. And Matt Dyson, what would you go with? What have you decided uh, to tell the firstly, younger Matt Dyson? Firstly, I'd tell 2001 Matt Dyson the foot and mouth crisis is nothing. There's, there's going to be much worse infection things coming <laughs> later in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, yeah. I'd also say, and make sure you practice listening to the first few seconds of songs to guess the artists and title. <laughs> because one day, yeah. one day, a young man called Glenn will come along with an insane ability to do this, and his unique <laughs> gift will make you look rubbish in comparison. <laughs> and I will thank, I'll thank myself. <laughs> Um, I love the way if you said to your younger self the foot and mouth disease is nothing you've got much worse to come that obviously little Matt doesn't know that you're talking about a global pandemic he might just think him personally what am I what am I I might work on I might have to work on the wording for that they've made a disease for you (laughs) (laughs) why have you come back and told me this what's with the beard what's with the what do you mean heat sexiest man I'm like I don't care about that Tell me about worse than foot and mouth for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Emma Jones, so you walk into a room, there's you from 2001. What are you saying to yourself? Mm. 
Don't pluck your eyebrows so thin, they'll never grow back. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, goodness me, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's probably good advice. And then you just leave. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> uh, Glenn, what about you? It, it was about this time in 2001 that it was it was my dad's birthday. We were going to go see Black Hawk Down at the cinema, but that was a 15, Ooh. and I'd only I'd only just turned 12, so we couldn't get into Black Hawk Down, and we had to go and see Shallow Hal instead, and it was rubbish, and I hated it. And I just want to go back into my 2001 self. Be grateful you can go to the cinema. Be grateful. Yeah. Oh, watch yes. Jack Black in that hilariously dated film. And appreciate it this time. <laughs> yeah, let's all enjoy a comedy about fat shaming. Excellent stuff. Enjoy it. <laughs> um, so there we go. That is 2021. That's you right now. Telling 2001 you a piece of advice. What would it be? DavidAbsoluteRadio.co.uk The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Tuesday morning where we've decided to dedicate a small part of the show of what advice you would give to you 20 years ago. It's 2021, 2001. And joining us right now on line one is Laurie in Ipswich. Good morning, Laurie. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing? Very good. Thanks for asking. So, Laurie, may I ask, how old would you have been in 2001? I would have been, well, 20 or 21. Okay, so you today, you walk into a room and there's 21-year-old you. What do you look like back then, Laurie? A pretty what are you girl. wearing? <laughs> oh, I think I was kind of going for the skater boy look back then. Oh, nice. Okay, you got the low slung jeans on. They're slightly loose. You're wearing some Vans trainers. Maybe there's a little bit of guy liner going on, but who am I to say, Laurie? Shh. Uh, so uh, you see yourself, <laughs> you pull yourself over to a corner of the room. You're drinking a warm lager in a, a plastic pint glass, and you lean in. And what are you going to say to you of 20 years ago? I'll go, tell myself, don't worry, mate. It's all going to be fine. One day, you're going to buy yourself a full-size locomotive. Boom. And then he's gone again. (laughs) (laughs) Just what every skater boy wants. A train. Um, So, uh, Laurie, what... Did, so you're saying that whilst all of us have had trials and tribulations over the last two decades, it's going to be okay because one day you'll own a full-size locomotive. Tell me more about that. So um, this little engine, uh, it's a mighty thing. It has 48 horsepower, so it's a prettier, strong and mighty locomotive. <laughs> it's one of the smallest um, mass-produced locomotives that runs on normal-sized trucks um, ever made in the country. And um, it's at my home railway in the Mutapet Light Railway. And one of these locos took up the line uh, in 1952. So I bought one so we can relay the railway and put back it with the same thing that took it up. I thought that was kind of cool. Well, yeah. I mean, wow. So (laughs) would you of 2001 have ever seen this coming? Was there a burning desire in that young man to lay some railway track and get a tiny 48 horsepower locomotive going again? I've, I've always wanted my own. I've been a volunteer at uh, steam railways for um, over 15 years now. So I'm a steam engine driver and a diesel engine driver. So it seems the natural thing to be able to acquire my own. Well, yeah, I mean, some people think <laughs> that, but they never go ahead and actually do it, Laurie. I mean, what, Honestly, what, how, how, where do you get one from? Where, where is it an eBay thing? <laughs> I wish. Uh, it's a, I, um, I was working on a job where I wasn't really doing much. So I started just emailing people asking where these things are got to. There was a list that was about 15 years out of date. So I just sent off emails saying, do you still have the engine? 
And if so, where is it? You know, just trying to update the list. And um, a gentleman known as Sir William McAlpine, a very famous railway enthusiast, emailed me back and said, oh, yes, I've oh, still yeah. got one. Yeah. Would you like to buy it? Big and I, I remember just running around the table where I'd received this email and having to show it to one of my friends and be like, can you read this to me? Because I think he's just offered me his locomotive. And the rest is history. We went along and, as you as you do, just bought a locomotive. It was after I bought it and done the demonstration from hand to hand. We went home and I had to send him an email the next day just to confirm what was happened because I couldn't quite believe that I managed to buy this thing. What did you say? You've got a train track in your back garden that you take it for a spin on every oh, no, Sunday. It, or did... it lives at the Mid Suffolk Light Railway, so we're a little uh, heritage railway in the middle oh. of Suffolk. Right, oh, nice. We've been going Brilliant. since 1990 and we're building an extension at the moment. So my engine's being used to build our extension and uh, undo what was done in 1952. Right, okay. So, and what was the name of the guy you bought it off again, that legend? He was Sir William McAlpine and he died six months after selling it. So his widow came up uh, last summer, uh, no, summer before last, 2019. And we had the locomotive formally renamed in his honour. So it's got lovely big Sir William McAlpine nameplates on it now, which is a huge name for a tiny, tiny locomotive. <laughs> it goes all the way down the side, which is what he, he would have wanted. And, and how lovely you were able to continue his work. And I'm so pleased that you got your boyhood dream come true, Laurie. And it's been nice talking to you about it here on The Breakfast Show. We'll speak to you very soon. Thank you very much. Uh, can I do a quick shout out? If people want to know more about my loco, we've got a YouTube channel called Laurie's Mechanical Marvels. Check it out, see my loco there, and my fire engine, and a couple of other things we've got. Wow. Okay, you're going to need to tell the 2001 you what YouTube is. You know that, don't you, Laurie? You need to write that down, <laughs> otherwise you might be able to get it out there. I'll oh, yeah, speak to you very soon, that. mate. Take care. <laughs> see you later on. So there we go. It's you of today versus you of 20 years ago. What advice are you giving? That's what I want to know. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's Tuesday morning where we've dedicated a piece of the show to asking, what would the you of today say to the you of you from 20 years ago? 2021 versus 2001. Matt Owen says, Dave, have you learned nothing from time-travelling movies? One little thing changed in the past could lead to a total global disaster. Mm. Come to think of it, did one of you already do this? <laughs> says Matt Owen. <laughs> uh, John Hopkins says, I would tell myself not to copy Coronation Street's Jack Duckworth by brewing my own potato-based moonshine in my dad's shed. <laughs> <laughs> he loved that shed and he never forgave me uh, thank you very much indeed John do keep him coming we might do some more a little later on in the show my email address is dave at absoluteradio.co.uk where coming up next it's all about a little game called five words five grand but first with the news and your sport it's back to Emma Jones and Glenn Moore five words five grand Absolute Radio. Good morning. Welcome along to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, which of course is the home to real music mattering and to five words, five grand, which is of course radio's easiest game to play, but the hardest one to win. And joining us right now, we have Claire. Good morning, Claire. Morning, Dave. Morning, team. Hello. Morning. Claire, morning. welcome along to the show. How are you doing? Are you okay? Everything all right at the moment? Yeah, fine at the minute. Got half term, so it's nice and relaxing. <laughs> oh, have you been homeschooling, Claire? No, I work in a school. Oh, you oh, you're the other side. Okay. Uh, yeah. Have you been doing <laughs> have you been physically able to get your hands on some of the key workers' kids or have you been behind the camera on Zoom? What have you been doing? Uh no, we've been we've had some of the kids in, so it's been great. We just can't wait to get the rest of them back in. 
Oh, here, here. I think you speak for literally everybody <laughs> when you yeah. say that. So, um, uh, well-earned half-term. Let's try and make it a very good one, shall we, by winning £5,000. Which member of the team is best suited to helping you win the cash, do you think, Claire? Glenn. Glenn. So, you are a devotee of the method. Yeah. You think the method man has got what it takes to help you win the cash? Yeah. Have you anyway. ever matched five words before? No. <laughs> okay. Well, first time for everything. Today could be the day. And of course, this is the one that counts. Let's spin the random player generator and see who you've got. Five words, five grand. Player generator. Matt Dyson. Emma Jones. Glenn Moore. Free choice. Matt Dyson. Emma Jones. Glenn Free choice. It has landed on a rarity. It has landed on free choice. Are you sticking with Glenn Moore? Yes. Go with my gut. I'm going to go with Glenn. All right, Glenn. All right good okay. luck. Glenn has removed his headphones. He can't hear anything you're about to say, Claire. Okay. And I'm going to ask you five words. I want you to say the first word that comes to mind. We'll give Glenn Moore the same five words. And if all five match, you're going to win £5,000. Here we go. The first word this morning is cabin. Crew. Nice. Gas. G-A-S. Gas. Appliance. C. Spelled S-E-A. Breeze. Shopping. Trolley. Can you say that one again for me, please? Trolley. Trolley. And finally, the word is pigeon. <laughs> okay, uh, hole. Producer Mark. <laughs> no, it's, it's like when he was writing these, one flew past the window and he went, oh, pigeon. Yeah. Uh, pigeon hole. Pigeonhole. Yeah. Could you say that one again for us as well? Hole. Oh, okay, lovely. Yeah. Pigeonhole. Hole. Yeah, hole. Hole. Yes, needed to make sure which one it was you said. We need to get this bang on so we can try and win you the money. Claire, stay right there. Glenn Moore's back in play. It's coming next. Five words. Five grand. Absolute radio. It's Tuesday morning and you find us having a little game of five words, five grand. Listener Claire has given us her five words and Glenn Moore is back in play. Okay, Glenn. Yes. The first word that comes to your mind when I say cabin. Crew. Yes. 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 100% would have said fever just because I'm feeling yes. it right now. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good, Claire. That's good. And I haven't seen cabin crew for so long. Never see them anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, what have we got, Glenn, for the word gas? Cooker. Oh, oh. oh no! Oh. What was it? Oh. Appliance. We had oh, appliance, not cooker. That oh. Is oh God. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Never Claire. Mind. You've not won the money this morning. I'm sorry. Never okay, mind. Let's, let's have a look through the others, shall we? Glenn, we've got C, spelled S-E-A. Shanty. 
Dyson just went, yeah. I just love that. Yeah, just, I'm just glad you said shanties. Seabreeze is really good. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, the sea shanty's been the cornerstone of the social ammunition for the best part of 2021 now. So, of course, Matt was going to say that. What have you got for shopping? Trolley. Yeah. Absolutely yes. right. Yes. Yep. Okay. And to make it three out of five this morning, pigeon. Uh, pigeonhole. Yay. Yes. 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 Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's very right. good. I would have said Pigeon Street, but um, that's not a reference. Oh, yes, that, that would have been good. <laughs> You're showing your age again, Dave. Well, I, well, I, why would I? It's just because I went on a YouTube wormhole. I'm 27. What can I say? <laughs> right, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Um, you Claire, old, yeah. it's, been, uh, yeah, it's been lovely having you on the show. Listen, keep up the great work as a teacher, and um, I can't wait for you. It sounds so lovely to hear that you want to have all the kids back in so you can get doing what you love and you can educate them. And as I say, do keep up that great work and we'll speak to you real soon Claire that's great thank you very much for letting me take part this morning really appreciate it been re- I had a really good time well that's very sweet of you to say enjoy the rest of your half term we'll speak to you later Claire so of course this means we're going to be doing it again tomorrow if you'd like to have a go at five words five grand it is dave at absolute radio.co.uk and don't forget inspired by Claire and her kin we are looking for the nation's greatest homeschooling parent the competition continues just after eight five words five grand absolute radio the dave berry breakfast show podcast absolute radio it's tuesday morning where earlier on in the show i was asking what advice would 2021 you give to 2001 you basically going back in time by 20 years and so many of you have been getting in touch so thank you ever so much for doing so Ariana says I would say enjoy sleep whilst you can oh and buy ankle supports once you start sport because you're very clumsy what a thing for a what would effectively be an older strange person to come over to you and say get some ankle supports it's so threatening isn't it um, Kate's got in touch saying go to every gig sporting event and party you can before the date of March 2020 yeah um, yeah Peter would say to himself 20 years ago, you don't have to have a drink on every day of the week that ends in a Y. (laughs) Um, Shane would tell himself to live his best life and then move to New Zealand before the year 2020. Uh, We've got Uh investing face masks. We've got investing Amazon. We've got investing Apple. We've got even maybe some ridiculous Bitcoin might be a good idea, says Martin Robbins to his younger self. Um, No no one's saying, I'll invest in Woolworths because I hated 2010 me and I want to punish them (laughs) you know that place you stole all that pick and mix from about five years ago yeah we'll get heavily into that get a financial advisor and get stuck in it's going to be fine Uh, so there we go it's really nice of you to share those you can continue to do so or anything you like it is dave at absolute radio.co.uk the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where, of course, we cast our minds back to what was affectionately known as normal times. Right about now, I mean, I know it's half term, but right about now, you and your family would be heading into the car. The school run would be happening. You'd be dropping them off and that would be it. And then, well, the coronavirus pandemic changed all of that. And of course, with a pandemic comes, rightfully so, school closures. And with school closures comes home schooling. 
So every day this week, I am looking to crown the nation's greatest homeschooling parent. I am doing this just to demonstrate to everybody who hasn't got to do it just how unbelievably difficult it is. <laughs> and joining us right now to take part in the quiz, we have two parents. The first is Chrissy. Good morning, Chrissy. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. And the second is Laura. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Chrissy. Good morning, Laura. Right, so you are both parents. You are both homeschooling. Uh, Chrissy, do you find this a breeze? Is this actually a great honour to have been given this opportunity to homeschool your children? Or do you hate it with every fibre of your body? I wouldn't call it an honour. Um, I would call it a, da a daily challenge with my patients. I have two teenagers. Right, okay. Uh, what are your two teenagers called, Chrissy? <laughs> okay, my, uh, Kieran and Olivia. Kieran and Olivia, okay. Laura, what's it like in your household with the homeschooling? Well, um, my kids are quite different. They're six and eight, and um, the eldest, is, she gets a bit anxious from time to time. And the younger one uh, does not like homeschool and is very loud and vocal about their <laughs> dislike of homeschooling and has My been known dear. to have massive, massive, massive meltdowns over school. So, yeah, okay. it's fun and challenging. <laughs> This is uh, Hetty and Maddie, uh, we believe you, you're talking about your two lovely yeah. children, Laura. And this is why it's so great having you on and why I was so keen to do this on the show is I think what you have both described is just, you know, there's myriad challenges facing mm. the parents of the UK at the mm. moment. And um, it's great that you've taken this time during half term to have a little go at our quiz. Now, the winner is going to get themselves a Dave Berry Breakfast Show mug, which makes Ooh. you a great Ooh. home teacher. That's the reaction I'm after. Uh, it means you can sit in your own makeshift staff room drinking coffee so you've got coffee breath when you do history. That has to be how it is. Um, a lazy stereotype there. Um, so we are focusing on key stage three. So that's ages 11 to 14. And we begin with Key Stage 3, History. Now, your names are your buzzers. Good luck. The Agricultural Revolution. And a question from Key Stage 3 is, who introduced the Norfolk four-course crop rotation? Was it <laughs> Carrot Connolly, Cauliflower Carter, Runner Bean Rogers, which was one of my erotic dancer names in 2004, or Turnip Townsend? Uh, which one of those no four people Laura. introduced the... Laura. Oh, Sorry. I'm going Turnip Townsend. It is Turnip Townsend, Laura. You've got yeah. yourself a point. Oh, Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> um, Townsend. Charles Turnip Townsend was a wealthy landowner. Um, as for Runner Bean Rogers, I only did one night under that name, and then I had to change it. What a night. Uh, okay. Key stage three mathematics. Bod mass, bid mass and PEMDAS and just so everyone knows that I've got I have your deepest sympathies I think that's the first time I've said those three words out loud <laughs> so wish me luck everyone here we go what is the value of 2a cubed minus a when a equals 4 <laughs> what can you repeat the question please I can repeat the question what is the value of 2a cubed minus a when a equals 4? Uh, Chrissy. Chrissy. 
Is it 60? It is not 60, unfortunately. Ooh. Laura, do you want to have a I go? I would have gone for 60 as well. Thank you. Hang on. I'm going to go for eight. Eight. It's 124 was the answer we were looking for. So no points. Someone's taken the time underneath to write two times 64 minus four, but that just might as well be gobbledygook. I have no idea what one. Um, Okay, here we go. So, uh, key stage three, uh, this is 11 to 14 year old science, atoms and elements. Your names are your buzzers. <laughs> Hope you're playing along where you are at home, darling parents and children. Which of the following is the symbol for sodium? N-A, S, S-D, or S-O? Laura. Laura. It's N-A. It is, you've got two points as we come Ooh. to the end of the first round. You are in the lead and one step closer to having that mug and possibly being crowned the nation's greatest homeschooling parent. But Chrissy, there are three more key stage three questions to come next. There's all to play for. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Tuesday morning. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show, where we are currently searching for the nation's greatest homeschooling parents. We've got Chrissy, parent to Kieran and Olivia, and Laura, mummy to Hetty and Maddie on the line. Laura is currently in the lead with two points. So it's all to play for. Your names are still your buzzers. We stick at key stage three, aimed at 11 to 14-year-olds. And we start with English. And onomatopoeia. Find the onomatopoeic words in the following sentence. Wailing gnats word around the cascading water. There are three onomatopoeia words in there. <laughs> Which three are they? <laughs> can you repeat it? Repeat it. Yes, I can. Wailing gnats word around the cascading water. Laura. Laura. <laughs> Laura, you got there first. Wailing, word, and cascading. You've got another point, Laura. Yeah. You're good. to the lead here. Uh, of course, you could also have plunging, gushing. They're all on a <laughs> Right, geography. Key stage three geography earthquakes and volcanoes. Which ocean has a ring of earthquakes and volcanoes around its edge? Is it the Arctic, the Atlantic, the Indian, or the Pacific? Laura. Laura. Is it the Indian? It is not, which means Chris, your oh. chance is still your first point. Oh, thank you, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, what was the what were the different oceans again? You've got Arctic, Atlantic, Indian, and Pacific. Indian. Oh. That's what that's what Laura said, Chrissy. <laughs> Pay attention now, come on. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're gonna get detention for this, Chrissy, I swear to goodness. <laughs> okay. Are you on your phone? <laughs> yes, I am on my phone actually. Matt. I'm talking to you. Pacific. Uh, he's absolutely right. You've managed to get Yay! yourself a point. Pacific Yay! is the right answer, known as the Pacific <laughs> Ring of Fire. And Ooh. finally, here we go. The Renaissance, Key Stage 3 style. Which historical and cultural period came after the Renaissance? Was it the Awakening, the Enlightenment, the Realisation or the Understanding? Uh, Chrissy. 
Chrissy. Oh. <laughs> um, I think it might have gone too soon. Can you repeat the answer? <laughs> <laughs> Was it the awakening, the enlightenment, the realization, the understanding? Oh, realization. Laura. It's incorrect, Laura. Is it the Enlightenment period? It is. You've got four oh, points. Yes. Chrissy has only one point in our oh, round of the sorry. nation's greatest homeschooling well parents. Well done. Oh, um, good, good, good try, Chrissy. You put me up against it. <laughs> Uh, Chrissy, I'll never forget Laura giving the wrong answer and then you getting your go and giving exactly the same answer. That is, that you know, they talk moment. about people copying each other's work <laughs> and one kid gets it wrong and the other one gets yeah. it wrong. <laughs> We're all learning a lot from this. Uh, Chrissy, our love to Kieran and Olivia. Can I tell you a story? Go ahead, Chrissy. about time when I was in geography and I was really trying to help my best friend, Joe. And um, the, the question was, what's the capital of Canada? So there was a song in the charts at the time called D-I-S-C-O by Ottawa. So I hummed it and she got it right. Oh. Impressive. Oh. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. That's... Okay. There you so go. Your, your, ability, your ability to cheat have waned slightly over the years. That's what we've learned from that, Chrissy. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it was great having you on the show. Laura, you got, you. you got yourself a Dave Berry Breakfast Show mug winging its way to you. Send our love to Hetty, Maddie, to Kieran, Olivia. Thank you for tuning into the show and keep oh, up the great guys. parental work. Cheers, guys. See you later. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Uh, so if you are a parent and you'd like to take part in our homeschooling quiz, then email me right now, dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. If you're a teacher and you'd like to take over and set some questions, because you may have noticed that there's some words I, I struggle to pronounce, uh, then please do also get in touch. The email address is the same. However, it's still dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. And that's it for your Tuesday morning. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. It was lovely having some of you getting involved. I urge you to do that. Whatever you want to talk about, whenever you want to email, it is waiting for you. And it is dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. I'm particularly focused on those of you out there who would like to be crowned the nation's greatest homeschooling parent. We had the wonderful Chrissy and Laura on earlier. Uh, download the podcast to find out which one of our parents was victorious, winning themselves a mug. And the podcast in which that information lies is named The Kipper's Knickers. No <laughs> phrase this. sweeping the nation. <laughs> <laughs> know this. We'll be back tomorrow, 6am. Stay safe, stay entertained. Arrivederci. <laughs>